Good afternoon, everyone, and, and welcome. Uh, we're going to start today's ceremony as we, we should. We're going to ask our uh, Creek Carrier Honor Guard to present others. Would you all please rise? Please join us in saying the Pledge of Allegiance. The Pledge of Allegiance. Again, welcome to Creek uh, Carriers and the Veterans Day celebration. I, I think I'd like to start off, please, with would, would all of our veterans please stand? Any <coughs> veterans in the audience, if you please stand. So I'll give them a round. And I also think it's appropriate, anyone who is a family member of a veteran, whether you're a husband, wife, mother, father, sibling, um, I know your family members, um, would you please stand? I'd like to recognize all of you too. As we all know that it takes a, a lot of family support for all of our veterans too, so appreciate everything you do to support us. <laughs> so Veterans Day. Veterans Day started in 1919 and it was called Armistice Day. And the reason it was called Armistice Day is that on, in, November, in November of 1918, on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, the Allied nations and Germany entered into an armistice to end World War I. And um, Congress then passed for that next year the Armistice Act to establish Armistice Day. And in the preamble for that act, they said, whereas it is fitting that the recurring anniversary of this date should be commemorated with thanksgiving and prayer and exercises designated to perpetuate peace throughout Peace through goodwill and mutual understanding between nations. After World War II, um, the United States decided we needed to honor more than just the World War I veterans, and they changed Armistice Day to Veterans Day, which it is known today. In the first proclamation uh, for Veterans Day, President, President Dwight D. Eisenhower said, in order to ensure proper and widespread observance of this anniversary, all veterans, all veterans organizations, and the entire citizenry will join, will wish to join hands in the common purpose. And that common purpose is to honor our veterans, and that's what we're doing here today. So thank you, veterans. This day is all about you. Um, you know, it's often said that Veterans Day is time for us to pay our respects to you, and it's the one day we become united in respect 
for our veterans. You know, um, we at Free Carry are really proud to have so many veterans uh, on our team. You know, the, the nat nationally about 10% of all the workforce is veterans. At Creek Carrier, we have over 30% of our team members that are veterans, so you're all very special to us. You know, Creek Carrier is proud to have won a number of awards, the American Legion Employer uh, of Veterans Award for Nebraska. We're, we've won a lot of recon, uh, rec uh, recognition from ESGR, the Employers in Support of Guard and Reserve, the Pro Patriot Award from them, we're a five-star employer with them, and several individual recognitions. We've been named a top 100 veteran-friendly employer by civilian jobs, by the military-friendly organization. In fact, last week we just renamed that top 100 list again for this year. And we do a lot of things, and all of you do a lot of things to support Wounded Warrior, uh, the employer partner for the Armed Forces, and the Operation Enduring Care Program for the USO, Race Across America. I know many uh, of our trucks are involved in parades, and many of you do things individually. However, today is not about Creek. I don't mention those things for us to take pride in ourselves. It's all about you. And it was that thought process that we had back in 2012 that, that really said, you know, the sacrifice of the veterans is more than one day. We shouldn't become united as one country just for one day to recognize you. We know that when you were in the service, you sacrificed 365 days a year. We still have military members sacrificing for us 365 days a year. And so we said, how do we recognize all of our veterans each and every day? And we know that you don't ask for that recognition every day. I think a lot of you are like John McCrae. Now, many of you may not know who John McCrae is, but you probably know one of his favorite famous poems. He's the writer of In Flanders Field, which is a poem about World War I and what it was like to be in service in World War I. But what many people don't know about John is that he actually volunteered for service at age 41, something he didn't have to do. And he wrote a lot of letters back and forth to his family and friends. And one of those letters he wrote, I am really rather afraid, which we can all understand, but more afraid to stay at home with my own conscience and not serve. And so I think it's like John that you all have that sense of duty as to why you're willing to sacrifice and do what you've done for us. And we really appreciate that and we want to show great gratitude and respect for that. And this is why we created the Patriot Fleet back in, in 2012. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Patriot Fleet isn't just the trucks you see outside. The Patriot Fleet is recognition of all those veterans we have for us. We, we give them an emblem to put on the side of their truck. For those in the office and the shop, we give them an emblem to put in their workspace, much like on the hats of the two gentlemen there, so that we can recognize you every day. And just as important, it's so others can recognize you and recognize your service. Um, the Patriot Fleet, we think, um, is a very special way to, to, to make that recognition go even beyond Creek Carrier. As you're rolling down the highway, it's a reminder for the public to remember that there are so many veterans every day that serve us, uh, and, and it's a way for them to show respect to you, but also to remember everything you've done. We know it's impossible to put a price on what veterans have given us, um, but we all do owe the veterans for what we have today. To repay them, we must all, uh, we all must be responsible citizens. We should be active in our communities, we should serve roles on community boards and in the government, and most importantly, we should vote. I think that's what I talk to most of the veterans, that's what they know that they're out there for, so that we, we can have that vote, we can have that freedom, and so we owe it to them <coughs> and to the community members. So today I'm proud to announce, as you all know, that we're adding five more trucks to our Patriot fleet, and so our continuing continue way to say thank you, 
We respect you and we honor your service. And today we're also very proud uh, to have General Bohawk here to help us learn and more understand what it means to be service. So I'd like to introduce General Bohawk, please now if you come up. Major General Daryl Bohawk serves as the Adjutant General, Nebraska National Guard, Lincoln, Nebraska. He is the Senior Uniformed National Guard Officer responsible for formulating, developing, and coordinating policies, programs, and plans affecting more than 4,800 Army and Air National Guard personnel. Appointed by the Governor, General Bohawk serves as a member of the Governor's staff and is the Director of the Nebraska Military Department and the Nebraska Emergency Management Agency. He commands the Nebraska Army and Air National Guard and serves as the state's official channel of communication with the National Guard Bureau and the departments of the Army and the Air Force. General Bohawk was commissioned as an officer in 1988. Prior to receiving his commission, he served as an enlisted member in the United States Marine Corps Reserve and the Nebraska Air National Guard. He has deployed in support of Operation Enduring Freedom as the Senior Air Reserve Component Advisor for the Air Force Command in Qatar. General Bohawk also has deployed in support of Operations Noble Eagle, Decisive Endeavor, and Deliberate Guard. Welcome. Thank you for that introduction, Tom. It's an absolute privilege to be with you to, uh, today and to join some fellow veterans, including the ones out in the audience. Um, and it is important that we do take time to reflect on and think about the value of military service. Um, each person, when they join, and I think if you ask any one of these gentlemen up here why they join the military service, uh, we'll probably give you five different answers. It might even be different than mine. Uh, my story, really very simply, is a fellow uh, a person in high school walked up to me and said, hey, would you go talk to a Marine Corps recruiter with me? And um, not knowing anything, I said yes. And, and then the next thing I know, we were, in my, we were talking about some of these experiences, two of these, two of these men have uh, served in the recruiting uh, branches of each of their services. One with a little bit more joy than the other, I would say. Uh, but, um, but anyway, you know, then the recruiters are in my house. I was 17 years old. I couldn't sign the paperwork myself. My parents had to sign it to give me permission to leave. And ten days after I graduated from high school, I found myself in San Diego, California, at the Marine Corps Recruit Depot, standing on literally standing on yellow footprints because you aren't smart enough, according to the Marine Corps, to know where to stand. And wondering what I had gotten myself into. And if I'd have known in 1978 that I was going to still be serving in in uh, 2017, I would have told you no. Yeah, that that's not the story I would have expected to write. It's not the plan I had for my life, certainly. And uh, but yet here I am standing before you, uh, still proudly serving, wearing the uniform of the Armed Forces of the United States and the United States Air Force. So when each of us join, we take an oath. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States, and it's against all enemies, foreign and domestic. It's not an oath to an office. It's not an oath to the flag, even. Uh, it's not an oath to some person, but to that document that our forefathers wrote, came together and fought over and argued. And if you read about that history, 
you know that some of them wanted a strong, strong federal government. Others saw the government that we have today, which is a, a weaker form of central government and many of the rights being conferred to the individual states to take care of. And then later came a, a, you know, a bill of rights that really enshrines the things that we often think about and we talk about an oath to protect and defend. The right to gather like we are today without fear of persecution. The right for free speech, the right to bear arms, the right to gather, the right to petition our government when we're not happy with it. All those things that make us uniquely different among all the democracies across the world, and I've had the privilege of traveling in several different countries and being in some of those countries for a fair amount of time, as some of these folks have too, and, and perhaps they would agree with me today that, yeah, our form of democracy is not perfect, but it's the best form of democracy I've been privileged enough to live in. And so that's what we serve and protect each and every day that we wear the uniform. And I would offer to you too that even even when they have left service, when a veteran has left the service and no longer wears the uniform of the armed forces, that oath that they took to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States is still in play in their hearts and in their minds. That they still bring that same passion, that same desire to be a part of something larger than themselves each and every day. And so I think for Warren, Matt, Frank, Roy, and James, that it's some of those qualities that are the reason that they were nominated and, uh, and are, were selected. And I think Winston, you're going to talk a little bit about that process, maybe I was told. Or, so Isaac, you were okay. And so when you think about that, so what are those qualities that might be brought out? Well, I would say the things that I've learned and some of the things that they probably learned, and there's some things we learn in the military that you wouldn't want to bring home, but, um, but the things that they learned that they were part of were things like learning how to be a disciplined individual, to take initiative, to be loyal, to be dedicated, to be a part of a team, to be part of something larger than themselves, and know that their individual success would sometimes have to take and would often take a back seat to the success of the organization, or in this case, in, to the success of Creek Carrier. I think also that for veterans, what I find in terms of their value to their communities is they're more likely to help others, more likely to independently solve problems, and more likely to understand the value of compliance for things like safety and other rules that others may not fully understand. I was thinking about, Tom, when you were talking about the origins of Armistice Day and now Veterans Day, that when I enlisted in 1978, we had just come out of a fairly uh, tumultuous time, I would say, for our form of government and for our military. The military was hollowed out. Um, it was a period of time when most people certainly were drafted. They weren't there by choice. And then we'd suffered a crisis in our, in our confidence in our, in our federal government um, at that time. And it was in that period following the Vietnam War that General Abrams Chief of Staff of the United States Army said, uh, we can no longer go to war, our nation, when it must, when it chooses to do so. We can no longer go to war without bringing the community and the, and the families into the fold as well. Because what happened in Vietnam, the National Guard or the Reserve was not mobilized. 
And so there were pockets of folks coming from across the United States of America, but they weren't coming from all over. And today, in today's world, the military must have that grassroots connection with the communities and the people that we serve, and the communities include the employers that we serve with. And so I, it's, it's really a pleasure to be with you today and to be uh, taking part of, in part of a ceremony in which a company values the veteran. When I think about 10% on average and 30% of your employees are veterans here, that tells me something about the community that's been created here at Creek Barrier and all its groups. And that there's a desire, a recognition for veterans and the value that they bring to the country, I would say explains why you have 30% of your workforce to be military veterans. So it's a, it's a pleasure to be with you today and to recognize these five individuals and to recognize every other veteran um, in the audience today. And congratulations to each one of you for the values and the things that you bring, the character that you bring to your job each and every day that led to somebody nominating you to be selected. So congratulations and happy Veterans Day to everyone. Thank you very much. And to thank the General for his service and for him coming here today. We are making an honorary member, honorary member of the Patriot Fleet. We're going to run a short video right now to give everyone an idea of what it takes to create one of these uh, Patriot Fleet trucks. So we'll, we'll have that right on here and it'll be about a three minute video. Our military program here at Creed has been in development for quite a while now. Over the last couple of years, for sure, has come a long way. The Patriot Fleet represents all of our veterans that have served past, present, and will serve in the future. They're honoring the military. Do these trucks up for them and say, hey, thank you for all your sacrifice. When I first saw the truck, I was amazed. Uh, for me, the part that stood out the most was the fact that all branches of service have been represented by their seals on the side of the truck. Also, on the personal side, the silhouette of the soldier or service member in full battle rattle represents all of our America's sons and daughters that have been deployed in defense of this nation. It's an honor being chosen out of all these other military people that work for Crete. To be able to drive one of these really nice trucks, can't wait to get behind the wheel. Favorite part of the truck here. First thing I noticed today when I uh, rolled through from Omaha was the uh, the eagle on top of the truck. It represents freedom. That the eagle's always been uh, a, a symbol of freedom, and it, it is just words can't describe it. I'm very honored and very humbled to represent my brothers and sisters that have served this country in uniform. Making a military transition to a civilian job is one of the scariest things in the world to, to a sailor, marine, soldier, and airman. It, it's because we, we don't know what to expect out there. And, and with Crete, it's pretty doggone easy because with Crete, they help us. They help us get started out here. They tell us what they want from us. I guess I keep coming back to that because Crete is well structured, just like when I was in the military. A lot of times when we get out of the military, we don't think about what we need, but one of the things that we really need is benefits. So the benefits are good here. 
My transition from the military to Creek Carrier Corporation was very smooth. I had an opportunity to get indoctrinated into Crete through eight weeks of training with my trainer, uh, at which time he took me out, he taught me about driving a truck, he taught me about living the life of being a truck driver, and uh, really made the transition smooth for me. He didn't push, he taught, coached, and mentored at my pace. If you're, if you're coming out of the military, and, and, and uh, you're looking for a, a stable career, Precarrier is the place to come. Now we're going to have uh, Isaac Phillips come up. He's going to now tell us a little bit about the nomination process that we have uh, to select the drivers to, to get these special trucks. So Isaac, you please come up. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, the selection process is a lot of fun and, and very trying. Uh, we get a lot of candidates throughout the year, uh, whether they tell us about their service and orientation, or whether we get recommendations from fleet managers. Uh, and we look at a culmination of different things, you know, not only career, uh, years of service in the, in the military, uh, years of service with our company, career miles, um, accident record, safety record. Uh, at the end of that, we do also a phone interview. And you get at the end of the day, you wish you had 100 of these trucks to give out because there's a lot, of, a lot of deserving men and women out there. So uh, we ended up with, with five uh, very well-deserved uh, additions to our Patriot fleet this year. So uh, it's my honor to introduce a few of those folks to you. Um, start out with our first recipient. Uh, been in the Army for 21 years, uh, been with Creek Carrier for six years, operating out of the Cheyenne Terminal, uh, where he's driven over 750,000 safe miles with the company. He's also one of our driver trainers, and his, in his spare time, loves fishing. Uh, in fact, he even carried his rod and his gear with him in the truck. While in the military, he was nicknamed MacGyver. He says he could fix everything with nothing. <laughs> I'd like to present to you Warren Hartman.
next recipient spent 15 years in the Air Force and has been with Creek Carrier for 19 years. Operating out of the Lenore City Terminal. He started uh, as a trainee and was, was one of the first um, victims, I'll say, of uh, our trainer, Bill Gobbin, and uh, graduated from our VA apprenticeship program. He's since then become one of our driver trainers. Um, has, you know, had many accommodations throughout the year, but a couple things that he loves to talk about is, is speaking in front of a memorial of 2,500 people. So he'll be visiting several of the schools and truck shows for us, comfortable in that. Uh, also loves to grow his hair out and donate those to Locks of Love. So uh, a lot of good habits that he's done throughout the year. So um, you know, at this point, I'd really like to introduce you to Matt Nickel. Military, um, every, every service member here, you can probably vouch for it. Um, some of us did one tour, some of, some of us re-enlisted several times. Uh, but one thing's for sure that we all have in common is that we, every single time that we enlist, is that we write a blank check up to including our lives to protect votes just of this great nation because we love it that much. Our next recipient served 15 years in the Air Force and has been with Creek Carrier for 19 years. Operating on the Cheyenne Terminal, he's driven over 4.5 million miles. Many of those miles being in over 20 different countries. This gentleman's never smoked, never chewed, but is a stage 4 cancer survivor. Throat cancer survivor. I'd like to introduce you, James White. Well, I just uh, say I really enjoyed my time here at Creed, and uh, I've been with other companies in the past and things like that, and they've all told me, don't ever let us see you back. And I said, no, the grass can't get no greener than what I got over here. And uh, when I spent time in the military, I got out and I tried my darndest to get back in when 9-11 kicked off. And uh, they just wouldn't take me at that time, but I've been enjoying every minute that I've been in the, uh, that I was in the military. My uh, family's all ex-military in one way, shape, or form. And I'm just uh, proud as a peacock that I got a picture <laughs> appreciate everything Creed's done for me over the years and stuff, even when I was going through my cancer. They uh, they were there 100% for me. I can't say nothing. I have nothing negative to say about Creek Carrier whatsoever. They've been awesome to me. So thank you for everything. Our next recipient spent nine years with the Marines and Army National Guard. He was awarded the Presidential Unit Citation Award for his unit's work in Iran in 1979. He's been with Creek Carrier for five years, operating out of the uh, New Kingstown Terminal with four million miles behind him. 
He's a motorcycle enthusiast and proud owner of a classic 1987 Yamaha. <laughs> Please let me introduce you to Roy Rayford. <laughs> surprised him in Lincoln uh, yesterday and is here for the ceremony. So, Betty, thank you for coming in and thank, thank you for, for supporting. Thank you for all your assistance to get me here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for supporting Roy and all of us all these years. So. <clears throat> and last but not least, this recipient spent eight years Air Force and Air National Guard been with Creek Carrier for 18 years, operating out of Marietta Terminal with 2.5 million miles of experience. He's been awarded Marietta, Georgia Driver of the Year twice, <laughs> enjoys hunting, fishing in his downtime, and for some reason goes by the nickname Baldy. <laughs> I'd like to introduce you Frank Parker. <laughs> support. Um, Frank's family drove up here um, from the Tifton, Georgia area. Uh, made the long drive up to be with him this weekend. So um, I want to introduce his wife Shelly, um, daughter Amber, and granddaughters Sloan, Piper, and Madison. So, Veterans Day tomorrow is, is Obviously, an honor for all of our veterans and, and uh, those out there, but I've also heard it's a special day for somebody else. Sloan, you got a birthday tomorrow? Yes. Yeah? You're going to be nine years old already. So, well, I don't have the voice to be on American Idol, but I'm going to help everybody start by saying a happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. First off, uh, congratulations to all of you. Uh, well deserved, and I hope you like the uh, 
the truck. So um, just a quick brief update, um, you know, some of the safety features and driver comfort options that we expect um, on these trucks for you guys. So there's the, uh, the new Cascadia 2018 model year. Um, they've been in production for less than a year now with this new body style, which is kind of cool. You'll be um, one of the relative few amount of trucks on the road out there, um, especially in our fleet. I think we only have uh, 20 of these right now, so it'll be the, the 25th um, group of trucks. Um, expect the DD, or Detroit 15 liter um, and uh, DT12 automated transmission, and all trucks have a factory installed fridge and inverter. Um, from the safety standpoint, they have collision mitigation technology um, that brakes on slow moving traffic as well as um, stopped objects, which is uh, a relatively new feature. So it'd be nice to have and uh, keep you guys safe while on the road. Um, expect with electronic stability control, um, which helps prevent rollover and loss of control. Uh, the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration um, says that uh, with the mandate of this technology, um, it'll prevent uh, about 1,700 accidents a year. Um, respect to the automated transmission, as I mentioned, and uh, while not necessarily a safety feature, um, more of probably a driver comfort feature and uh, <coughs> driver fatigue, uh, not having to press uh, the clutch and, uh, and shifting. Um, it also comes uh, equipped with adaptive cruise control and predictive cruise control, which are some new features on these um, new vehicles. And uh, it helps you maintain safe falling distances and also helps um, utilize some GPS technology uh, to help you navigate up and down hills. Uh, some aerodynamic features are tractor skirts, cab, cab extenders, aerodynamic bumpers, uh, and wheel covers. So that's what we have here. <laughs> Thank you, Winston. I know what y'all been waiting for are these. <laughs> yeah, wait one more minute. We are going to do the presentation of the keys outside. I know it's a little cold, but those of you who want to join us can. Uh, but since it is a little bit colder, I, I'm going to just kind of close up here uh, with the formal part of the, the ceremony in here, and then uh, we'll go outside and give the keys. Um, I guess I'd just like to end by saying thank you all for being willing to be one of our representatives out on the road. Um, I know from talking to uh, many of the drivers in the past, it is an honor, but it also can be a burden. Um, they, they are already, you know, you've carried that burden before in your service to our country, and now we appreciate you carrying that uh, for us here at Free Carrier and for your country. I'd like to thank General Bohawk for being a part of our ceremony today. We really appreciate you spending the time to come out here. I'd like to thank Dave Stentley and his team for putting this together. John for doing all the setup inside and out. We really appreciate that. And certainly, last but not least, our honor guard for presenting colors today. We really do appreciate that. And then finally, I'd like to give my final thanks uh, to all of our veterans. And you know, as I was trying to say, figure out what do I say uh, more than what can be said, I, I found this poem. And sometimes it's from the, from the children of our world that, that, that know how to say things more simpler, but yet maybe more, more precise than I could. So I'm going to... Recite this poem by Justin. He was a fifth grader at Meek Elementary. Thank you, veterans. Thank you for the job well done. Thank you for the battles won. Thank you for the battles fought. Thank you for the freedom bought. Thank you for the time you served. Thank you for the freedom earned. Thank you. Thank your families for sharing you. I know they miss you. They really do. I'm sorry for the lives that were lost. Freedom isn't cheap. It comes at a very high cost. I love my freedom, my red, white, and blue. Thank you, veterans, for all you do. Thank you. Thank you.